friends, welcome back to another video slash episode of the James Red Podcast. Today I want to talk about welcoming challenges in your creative pursuits. And I think that it's a good idea to contend with things as a human being. Or as Jordan Peterson puts it, it's a good idea to ride the border between order and chaos. That this is an optimum positioning for us as humans. The pursuit of happiness is something to be very careful with. And the reason why I bring in this idea of the pursuit of happiness is the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of comfort can be somewhat synonymous in the way that we tend to think about it. A lot of times when we're thinking of being more happy, we're thinking of becoming more comfortable in, in our circumstances in life, whether that is whether that is where we live and financially, but also relationally and creatively and this and that. We're looking for more comfort. This is a this is a good thing to pursue, but I think I, I think a good idea is to put it within a framework of a greater uh, pursuit of meaning. What I try what I'm trying to do in life is pursue the highest meaning I can find and then fit everything else within that as a subcategory of that, right? Comfort will make you comfortable and there's utility to that. But too much comfort breaks you down as a human. And there are many examples of this in in the wild or well, the wild's kind of a, a dangerous uncomfortable place, right? So let me rephrase. There are many there are many examples of this in the, the suburbs of America. <laughs> and a, well, first off, a good example is a personal one. The fact that when I become too comfortable, I start to become sort of depressed. And whatever challenge is before me and I want to take it on or I need to take it on. And sometimes there's a vagueness of if I know, it, well, should I take this challenge on? Is this something that, that is meaningful enough to put my time towards? That can be confusing, but I will look at this challenge and say, you know what, I my air conditioning, which just turned on in the background, it's going to ruin my audio. And I, I'm, you know what, you know what, I'm going to leave it on. I like being comfortable. It feels really good, and I'll get sweaty and chafing. I, I don't think I've ever chafed. I'm not really sure exactly what chafing means, but anyway. Uh, where was I? Comfort and... Oh, yes. When I become too comfortable and I face challenges before me, I say, I'm going to stay in my air-conditioned apartment. I'm going to drink my iced coffee. It's like right over there. And if I go out, if I leave the house, you know, like, it's right near lunchtime. It's almost time to eat, but, like, I haven't prepared it yet, so I'm going to miss lunch, and I'm going to get hungry and, uh, like, start to get, you know, hypoglycemic and just bad things. And I, I'm just going to stay here. This is much easier. I'm going to watch Judge Judy and watch, uh, oh, speakers talk about intellectual things because that's a comfort thing for me. I really enjoy listening to people and learning uh, from from very talented communicators. But this has value to it. This is a good example of what I'm saying, that this has value to it. within with, But you have to put it within a greater context because you can so easily ne- neglect the other less comfortable experiences of life that you also love but are more uncomfortable if you are not careful. Another example of the importance of not becoming too comfortable, the dangers of this, is the astronauts in space. So a lot of people know this, that when you send an astronaut to space and they stay up there for, for 72 years, their, their bones start to break down and their, uh, their bone density 
starts to break down and their muscles start to deteriorate because our bodies are used to standing on earth with gravity. We're used to that friction. Your body's doing a fair bit of work to keep you standing up. This is why if you ever hurt your, I don't know, your whatever this muscle is on your femur right here, uh, you're going to have a hard time standing. Oh, the, the worse you hurt it, the harder time you're going to have standing up because your muscles are working, right? Our bodies are designed for this. We want this. Our brains are the same way in a sense. And so you, you know, if you're floating in space as an astronaut and you're hanging out in the, in the fuselage, whatever it's called, cabin, you look out the window, you see the beautiful space. Everything's really nice and comfortable. Assuming an asteroid doesn't hit your, hit your, uh, you know, hit your spaceship and break you in half and solar radiation and your blood, your, your blood boils away as it would, that would be uncomfortable. Uh, you, you know, you have your tang over here and your, your food fluid, you can just squirt it across the room and I'll catch it with your mouth. It's a good time, right? But your, your body needs friction. Another example of this that I think is a really fantastic, dramatic example of of the importance of not becoming too comfortable is because well so comfort and addiction can also I think go hand in hand and if you're trying to take care of the feelings that you have by doing something that makes you more comfortable there's a there's a slippery slope to this that can become really bad and I use these extreme examples because I think they're very tangible and easy to wrap your brain around and apply them to your own life in a much less dramatic sense. But people who are extremely obese, you can watch these plenty of documentaries out there about this. I encourage you to. It teaches you a lot about the human. But people that are extremely obese, often the common thread is that they have gone through extreme trauma. That's like they were they were fine early on in life, but then they're they're. Their mom dies, their girlfriend leaves them, so it's a chain, you know, a connection of events, right? Dominoes falling in their life, and they use food to comfort themselves. I heard a guy do this on one I just watched today, because it's just a pastime for me. Now, I was looking up uh, material for this, and I came across this guy who was a thousand pounds. Very sad story, but he said, my way of dealing with my feelings was food. It's one thing to hear that from people around in life. Yeah, they're dealing with their, you know, it's this idea that goes around. But it's another thing to hear it from the person themselves, right? Then you know there's some realness to that. But, you know, somebody very close to him died. Mom, dad, I forget. His girlfriend left him. And he ended up in a really horrible place where he was using food to become more comfortable and get rid of the feelings that he could not figure out how to handle. And so now he's in a horrible position where he can't leave his house. He has caretakers. He has, he has to go. Uh, there's, there was uh, an operation that he could have, but there was like a 50-50 chance of survival. So he's in this you know, really, really sad place. We find ourselves in our own versions of this if we're not careful, right? What this causes us to do when you become too comfortable is you become selfish become overly selfish without even maybe realizing it you'll start to feel yourself start to do things you're like that's not me why did i why you know and so when you have something to contend against you have a friction it, it, it builds your stamina up and you 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 rely on yourself 
more uh, and, and you don't you don't spend your time focusing on the things that matter less you're you're too busy focusing on the things that matter more and you also depend you know you, you depend on others and this guy physically depended on others to stay alive stay clean this sort of thing but but in our own way we'll start to depend on others to try to keep us happy right and uh, so the opposite side of this is pursuing meaning in your life. An interesting example of this is uh, I came across the story of a guy named David Eubank, who is a missionary and an aid worker. And he spent some time in Iraq. And at one point he was in this area where there was a, there was a, I think it was maybe a village, some area where ISIS fighters were around this place and they were killing civilians. They were shooting them. And so there were a lot of people that were dead, but there were still a lot of people that were alive in there. And he, he says he's, he was motivated by love to go in there and save these people. Uh, he rescued a six-year-old girl and had to go back in there and rescue some more. And at one point, he goes, he's thinking to himself, if I go back in there, I'm going to, I'm, there's a good chance I'm going to die. Is it worth, he was asking this guy with him, is it worth going back in? to save these people there because there's a good chance we're all going to die. And we're going to have a lot of people dead. Right. So he's facing this, this extreme conundrum of life that we in America never have the privilege of facing. And the guy said to him, I will, I will die with you. That was his response. And there was an Iraqi soldier that said, I will cut off my arms before I don't go help them. <clears throat> So he goes in there, and uh, he had coordinated with uh, Americans and Iraqis, and they, you know, they made a smoke screen and went in with tanks and Humvees and this sort of thing, and got a bunch of people out, uh, saved, saved, you know, a few lives, or maybe just a couple. I, for, I actually forget if it was if it was a lot of people, but the idea is like this: the sovereignty of just saving one person's life is 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 a very high meaning, right? I can imagine the joy of saving these people's lives was so profound, and it is not something that you can find in your air-conditioned apartment. That's a different kind of happiness than the happiness that you can find from pleasure and comfort. So I think a purpose is important. And so the question is, is, is you know, how do we apply this to the creative realm and also to our mundane daily lives this is where we spend most of our time and our mund- most of the time we're not running into ISIS held territory to uh, to save a child there's a clear indication of, of meaning there you're like okay okay if I get this person bring them back good thing right life is much more vague than that but that I think that is the question if you're a creative type of person is how do you apply that to the creative realm and uh, I believe there are many opportunities. There's many a great photographer, musician, filmmaker, speaker, underwater Victorian era interior designer, especially those. Uh, they have a big role to fill. Large pants to fill. Well, it's a, it's a really dark going back to the obesity thing. Okay, um, thank you so much for watching. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I hope you have a lovely day.